real touch of heaven tonight. I'm married to a Swede. And uh, when we got engaged in Sweden, the youth camp forced me to say something in Swedish. And I wanted to say my very lovely wife. And I remembered my very, I forgot, lovely, and it came out, my gigantic wife. <laughs> that was my first and last Swedish. I was in Columbia, South America, and we had this wonderful, wonderful meal. And I was asked to pray in Spanish. And so in my best Spanish, I wanted to just praise the Lord for this family and for all of their hospitality. And it came out, Lord, in Spanish. Thank you for all of the hostility that we experienced. Well, the Lord was pleased to give Paul a thorn. And I don't understand it, but heaven was pleased to give me a thorn in taking away my voice. Now, I'm really a very high tenor. I can be operatic in the shower. And so I was lamenting on that lament song, Lord, why did you take my voice? The only thing I could do was this. <clears throat> but... Um, I thank you for this opportunity to be here at this wonderful church. This has been a gift of a lifetime. And so tonight I would like to just share some viewpoints and some stories related to our theme of this week of global worship. In the early days of my mission sojourn as a music teacher leaving America, uh, I joined a, um, a mission ship. And the uh, vessel arrived in Africa and a team flew up to Addis Ababa. And I was asked to conduct a choir, an inter-church choir. And there was a very well-known song that was released around that time called, Nothing is Impossible If You Put Your Faith in Christ. And so I was just directing away and, and we would come to a certain pitch on the word impossible and the choir fell apart. They, for some reason, they, they couldn't find this pitch that was very, so clear to me. I would rush to the piano, I would bang that note, you know, sing again, impossible, and they, 
and they, they just couldn't find the pitch. And it was only later that I discovered they don't use that pitch in their scale system. They were trying to sing the word impossible, and it was impossible. They didn't have that note. It's like they sang the black notes, and I was forcing them to sing a white note in between those black notes, and they couldn't find it. So I had to discover that there was a marvelous world out there. We, we experienced some of that tonight. I learned things like in Syria, they have not 12 equal notes to an octave, but 53 notes. I actually had a keyboard that went Syrian and one octave was like this wide. And um, I came across things like the rhythms in China. This morning we did a little six, eight, and you know, we can do a four, four, a three, four. In China, they have 100 different rhythms. Uh, India, 60 to 70 different rhythms. They've got some beats that are like 17 beats in a measure. That would drive me crazy. And so I discovered this marvelous, marvelous world out there. Reflecting on our time together, I mentioned several psalms this week and the theme of the outburst of song that can happen in the midst of trial. I heard about a Korean plant. I'll have to talk to Jaewoo about this. There's nothing beautiful about this plant, but when you bruise it, when you injure it, out comes beautiful flavor. I don't think it's the flavor of Spam, but a beautiful <laughs> flavor. And I would like to think of that as a metaphor this evening as we reflect on how the Lord is keeping his church strong through suffering. In Rwanda, from the book Kingdom Without Borders, Miriam Adeney tells the story of a school that was led by some Catholic nuns, rebel soldiers, invaded that school. And they started demanding all of the children of a certain tribe. There was war between two tribes. And those soldiers were there to, to kill those children of the opposing tribe. And those nuns stared at those soldiers and said, we are all children of God in this place. And this so enraged those soldiers that they started to 
gunned down, starting with those teachers. And those teachers knew what to do at that moment. They sang a song, and the children joined in. And one by one, as those teachers went down, the song continued. One by one, as those children went down, that song continued to the very last child. It has been a joy for some of us in mission to be part of tracing that song in the restricted, marginalized, persecuted parts of the world. I mentioned at another meeting how I was pleased to co-found a ministry in operation mobilization called Heart Sounds International. It has a, a different name now. But the co-founder, Ken Davidson, who helped to shape that ministry, both in audio and video, in, in high tech, uh, having to fight power outages and the freezing cold of the Himal Himalayas, the, 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 the unbelievable heat uh, in, in other places, studios way over 100 degrees. Ken was pleased to join me in a project in Tunisia that helped to shape the ministry of Heart Sounds. And um, Ken was able to drive up from Kansas today, and I'm going to ask Ken to come and, and give a greeting and to just share a sentence or two about this video, and then we're going to be watching just an excerpt of uh, the documentary that Ken made on this Tunisia project. Thank you for coming, Ken. It's a joy to be here with you, though I'm a come lately to the time. Uh, I remember, I remember the, the mission committee or the mission team of our church getting a, a booklet in the box of theirs. Didn't come to my box, it came to their box. On worship, music, and world evangelization about 25 years ago. And I read that and I thought, oh my, my goodness, this is amazing. This is amazing. I had been praying really intently, Lord, I've had a good 40 years. Do you, something want, to, do you want to do something different in my next 40? And uh, he said, yes, I do. And when I read that, my heart just burned. And so I called one of the authors of the article, was Frank Fortunato. I said, I'm just an American worship leader in a church, but I have a heart to do something beyond. Is that even possible? So he invited me to go to the Philippines and help him lead a week of Sabbath for one of the ship 
teams, 300 and some people from 30 different nations. And the last night I didn't help him, I set out with this newfound arena that was much different than what I was used to, but I sure loved that week. While he led in the worship of communion. And the Lord brought back to my mind a prayer that I had forgotten a long, long time ago when I was 13 years ago. Lord, use me in music and missions. I'd been used in music, but not missions. And I just wept. I just uncontrollably wept that I had found a home there on that mission ship. A year later, it took us into Tunisia. And we did our first project with these Tunisian believers that were learning that their songs were valuable, that they could be offered in worship. They don't have to be outside of the kingdom. And we had the delight in recording a first album, and that was my first trip, and I was hooked. And it's almost 40 years since then, not quite, but it's been the joy of my life to do what I've gotten to do with this gentleman and others among the peoples who we think of don't have as good a song as we do. I didn't really think that, but a part of me didn't realize how much their song was just as important. So we're gonna share with you this video by Emma Lundgren, who has planted herself, or the Lord planted herself in Tunisia, and together worked with some believers to create their first worship songs in a form that was of their ear, not ours. And we got to then come in and uh, be a part of that recording. So let's watch it together. North Africa, rich in culture and history. This Arabic country has been exclusively Islamic since the seventh century. Earlier, during the time of Christ, it was an important Roman colony, which developed into a very significant Christian center. For current residents, this strong Christian heritage has long ago faded from conscious memory. Relatively few practice their Islamic religious traditions. It is out of this environment that a Christian presence has recently begun to re-emerge. This young woman musician is also a Christian worker in the country. She is using her musical gifts to build bridges into the culture. She was crucial for the entire recording project. It's not, it's not really fair for them that we Westerners come here and we even bring our music and tell them to worship in the way that we do. But I really want them to see want to see that they can worship in their style, you know, that they can express their love and their gratitude to the Lord in a, in a way that they feel very comfortable with, in a joyful way. The project began by recording the Arabic lute, which served as the foundation for the remaining elements. Next, we added the other instrumentation. when the time came to record the voices of the North African believers. Yeah, 
Ken has made many, many of these documentaries, and that was one of the early ones. Heart Sounds has done 140 projects in 45 nations, and we would invite any of you here that want to join one of our teams. We need intercessors, we need drivers, uh, we need musicians, and uh, it would be a real joy to connect with some of you here at this church. One day, there'll be a gathering of all the redeemed, of all tribes, all nations, all languages. And a phrase that describes what will happen when they get together is astonishment and wonder to be face to face with our Father, Son, and Spirit, our triune God. When we get to see the ongoing, unfolding attributes of our God, A dear friend, Steve Fry, a contemporary songwriter and pastor who's served many years in Nashville, was asking the Lord about praise in eternity. And Steve sensed that the Lord showed him a concept of what's happening at the throne. The redeemed see the Lord's actions, his attributes on display, and they worship him and praise him. And that in turn leads to our Lord displaying more of who he is, which leads to more adoration and devotion and praise. And that in turn causes our Lord to reveal yet more and more of who he is. And Steve sensed that the Lord whispered to him, that will go on into eternity. And so all of the redeemed throughout eternity will have the ongoing astonishment and wonder of being with our Lord. Now, I don't have any voice to lead you, but I'm going to ask us to just sing. Let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial
time that we've been together, I have asked you to be part of a commissioning kind of benediction. And I would like us to declare that one more time tonight. There is nothing I can do without you. This is my dependence. Say that. There is nothing I can do without you. This is my dependence. There is nothing I cannot do through you. This is my confidence. There is nothing I cannot do through you. This is my confidence. There is nothing I will not do for you. This is my obedience. There is nothing I will not do for you. This is my obedience. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Amen.